0: Hey guys, just a quick announcement. We still have some guest passes remaining for our live event in September, the 23rd and 24th. I will rant until I'm blue in the face. We are eight weeks out and I will annoy you and you will think I'm a salesman and all of that. And I don't care because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you come to that event, you will leave and your life will change. And if I have to beg, borrow, steal, convince whatever for you to come to the beautiful state of New Jersey for that experience, I will do that. In today's episode, I talk about my daughter's baby toys and how this company does an unbelievable job of creating a problem that I never even knew existed. And then we relate it obviously back to being a rehab chirom. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you haven't subscribed, please go and subscribe. I'd love for you to leave me a review. And probably the most important thing, this podcast typically spreads through Instagram. So if you do enjoy the pod, I'd really, really, really appreciate it if you could maybe take a screenshot, share a link in your on your Instagram preferably the story people usually get it they see it and we bring awareness to more people in our rehab Cairo community i hope y'all enjoy the episode what's up everyone A few days ago, I came home from work, and as happens almost every single day in our house, like most of you, there were boxes outside Amazon, and I don't even know where else these boxes come from. So I walk inside with the box and I say to Dell, Here you go. This is another box of stuff that I'm sure we don't need, like so many of you guys do out there. And she said to me, No, we, oh, I've been waiting for this. We actually do need this box. So now I'm curious, hey, what do we need? What is it that we need? She said, oh, it's toys for Layla. Now, to give you a bit of a background, Dell and I lived until very recently in a 700 square foot apartment and neither of us like clutter. And so one of the things we agreed upon early on was that we weren't going to just get Layla tons and tons of toys because A, we didn't have the room for it. And B, we don't want to fill our house up with crap that she won't use and doesn't want. So immediately when she says, oh, they're toys for Layla, I bring this up. I thought we didn't want to have Layla getting more toys. I thought she didn't need more toys. Why are we getting her more toys? What are we doing? Blah, 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 blah. And she stopped and she said, oh no, these are age appropriate toys. We have to get ones that are right for her age. And so now I'm curious. Now I'm curious. So I said, tell me about this. She said, oh yeah, I have a subscription to a company that every few months sends age appropriate toys that work for every new progression that Layla enters. And at that point, I literally just stopped talking. I walked away and I started laughing to myself. And the conversation was basically over. A few hours later, she came up to me and she's like, why did we not continue that conversation? And I said, basically that you got me. And I was so fascinated by the business conversation that we just had. So I'm here now recording this podcast because I think there's an unbelievable business lesson uh, for all of us in this. So, you may be thinking that it's great to have a subscription model type business and you need to go and do that tomorrow. And while that is a nice thing to do and it, a great business model, it actually is not the higher level business concept and principle that I want to speak about. The whole baby toy thing is completely irrelevant. But what I find fascinating about this business was something that we all, as business people, as sales and marketers of our company, have to be keenly aware of in order to be successful. Because what this company did was something that I didn't even know existed, and that's the point. So what I believe this toy company did was they did something where they created a problem for me, my wife, and my child, that previously I didn't even know existed. And then once they created that problem that I didn't know existed, they built a business on the back of it to fill that problem and solve that problem for me and, hope, and probably hundreds of thousands of other young parents with young kids that are growing. And so I want to dive deeper into that idea of when you are in business, Your job is to find problems and create problems that your customer didn't even know existed, weren't aware that existed. And then on the fulfillment end, the rest of the business is just about solving that problem. So if we look into this toy thing, here I am, Justin, saying we got toys when she was born and we have toys that there are balls and there's this and there's that. I don't know what most of the stuff is. And so we got those early on, one month, two months, three months. And here I, here I am thinking like, we're good. Like we're good. Eventually she's going to walk and we'll just get her outside and do the thing. And we have more than enough toys sitting in front of uh, our TV so she can just roll around and play with them. And most likely she won't know the difference anyway. And that's what my thought was. But this company being very, very smart, what they did was they created a new problem where they said, oh, no, 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 the toys you got at three months are no longer age-appropriate. And by the way, we actually have a subscription service here where we can send you new toys every few months so that when your baby is eight months and nine months and 10 months and 11 months, we can send them age-appropriate toys that they can advance with. And so why don't you subscribe? You can pay us whatever. I don't even know. I don't even know what this is. I have no idea this existed until nine months into having a child. But whatever they did, it was absolutely brilliant. But again, the point is that they recognized that someone like me didn't even know that this problem existed. And so step one was letting me know that we had a problem that I didn't know existed. And number two is to build a business on the back end of that. So you may be wondering, am I here on this podcast sitting in my basement by myself just to rant and complain about the craziness of this business and that my wife took advantage of this opportunity that I think is crazy. But that is actually not the point of the podcast. Because when I heard this, it got me thinking, us as rehab chiropractors, how can we use this in our business? And immediately I thought, oh, well, my audience isn't going to like this podcast because I'm going to say people have subluxations and then they're going to have cancer and our adjustments are going to cure cancer. But no, 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 my friends, that is not what I'm going to say. But what I am going to say is where I think most rehab chiropractors fall short. You see, most rehab chiropractors that I know love to use the words like function and rehab and exercise around their treatment plans. However, they also struggle when a patient tells them, I'm good after four sessions because I'm out of pain. And the question that they, the rehab Cairo brings to me is say, what do I do when they're out of pain? Now, my answer is always you do the thing that you wanted to do in the first place, which was hopefully improve their function through all of the things we talked about, rehab and exercise and, and movement, all of that type of stuff. But as I understand it now, the problem and my lack of communication in that instance was that I didn't do what the baby toy company did is I didn't help my clients, the people in my world, understand that their job was to educate their patient or potential patient on the front end to help them understand that even though you think you're good and when pain is gone in four sessions, I didn't help show you and create the real problem that exists. And then I can go and solve that problem. So let's get practical. 99% 99% of the patients that come into our office, they come to seek out care, not because they want to improve function. They come in because of pain. And so if you look at Strive to Move, our practice, our PVA is about 18 sessions. Most of our patients are out of pain in usually three to four sessions. So you might be asking, what the hell are you doing the rest of that time? And how are you not getting any drop-offs? Well, it's because of exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, guys. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about my friend Kevin Vandy and his podcast, The Business of Biomechanics. To give you a quick background, Kevin is a dear friend of mine who I've met through my business journey. Even more importantly for you, he's a world-class healthcare entrepreneur and physical therapist. To give you some quick stats, Kevin is the CEO of Competitive Edge Physical Therapy, which is based in the Bay Area of California. His practice generates seven figures in revenue, being 100% cash pay. Even more important, Kevin's practice is truly unique in that it is truly a biomechanics laboratory with force plate sensors and honestly, a whole lot of other stuff that I don't even understand. So here's what I'm going to do. In the show notes, I'm going to put a link to an episode I want you to check out from back in December of 2022. This episode is with Dr. Nick Stutholm. I'm linking this episode specifically because Nick is a rehab chiropractor who practices in Colorado and also runs a biomechanics lab. Even cooler than that, Nick is a member of a rehab chiro mastermind, and his business has really taken off since joining our program. It's a fantastic conversation and one I know you'll get a ton of value from. So after this episode is over, of course, I want you to go and check out the business of biomechanics with Kevin Vandy, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Now, back to the show. So someone comes in with back pain. And let's just say they come with back pain and they have pain touching their toes. And we lay them on the table and we start doing hip range of motion screen. So they have back pain and then we had this the other day. And then we do a Faber test. And the right Faber test is brutal. It is about 30% of the range of motion of the left and they get pinching in the in the hip. And so this person comes in with back pain. However, from a function perspective, their right hip is an absolute disaster. Now, how do we create the problem and then help solve the problem? Well, we say, Mr. Smith, I know that you came in here for back pain, but the good news is that I think I found where the root cause of this is coming from. Because you see, when we do this hip test, which is a hip range of motion screen so we can check to see the viability and the range of motion and the strength of your hip, your right hip has about 30% of the motion and function of your left hip. And so if you think about it, you want to be a marathon runner, or I guess it's a high rocks racer. And you're asking your right side and your left side to do relatively the same thing. But as you can see here, your right side and your left side are not nearly the same. And so it looks like what's happening is your lower back is taking the brunt of this abuse. Now, I know this is interesting to you or maybe puzzling to you because you came here thinking my back is the problem. Now, I know that your back does hurt. The great news is that's almost going to be easy. I believe your back pain is going to be gone in three to four sessions. And when that happens, then we can get to work. Then we can start to fix the real problem as to why you're here in the first place. And you know the best news of all, Mr. Smith? When we actually fix the hip problem, there's a very good chance that we've done everything we can to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because I know Mr. Smith... This didn't just start, and this has been on and off for years, and you've seen many other doctors and chiropractors and had injections, and we're even thinking about stopping working out and doing surgery. But what I know, Mr. Smith, is that if we don't fix this hip problem, which you didn't even know existed until you showed up today, you are perpetually going to be in and out of every doctor, and, and eventually we're going to end up in a bad spot. What I would do if I were you is what I just talked about is exactly how I would speak to a patient. There's nothing I did there that was scary. There wasn't anything there telling him that he was going to die. There wasn't anything there that I would consider unethical or not elegant or any of those conversations that we are always concerned with. All I did was tell him the truth. All I did was tell him the truth. And while I told him the truth, what I actually did was communicate a problem that before he showed up my office, he didn't even know existed. And so, if you think about your business in that way, one of the ways you are educating a patient is to help essentially build the problem list. They come in with back pain, and you put them through your your exam. Now, the good news about the exams that our group uses in the Rehab Chiro Mastermind is that they do the most thorough exams. I believe out of any chiropractor in the country. And so the good and the bad is we're going to find a lot of stuff. We're going to find someone that doesn't do well increasing their IAP and someone that doesn't know how to brace and breathe and someone that doesn't necessarily get full access to their hip during a hip hinging motion. Someone that has a right ankle that's stiffer than the left and an unhealed uh, old foot injury or plantar fasciitis. A right hip that doesn't function the same as the left side does. A thoracic spine that might not rotate as well. These are problems that because they don't hurt, the patients have no idea they exist. And for us, what we're essentially doing is we're creating problems for them. Now, you might take that as a negative, but what I'm trying to help you understand is me saying you're creating problems for them, you're creating an awareness. And what that awareness does for this patient is it gives them perspective. And it allows them to not be so scared and not be so frustrated because the three or four other doctors that they saw just addressed their back. And finally, 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 somebody has actually taken a global look, educated them on where the real problems here are, and had an honest conversation to tell them that in my experience, when we fix these other problems, oftentimes your back feels unbelievably better. And if we can keep these problems away or at least mitigate them or decrease them as many as we possibly can do, the likelihood that your back pain is going to be significantly less, maybe gone altogether, and we are going to give you the right tools, the right exercises, not just the back exercises that you did at PT to help keep it away. That should be the best news this person's ever heard. And I believe that we are doing the most ethical thing. I believe that we are the cream of the crop. If it were my family, if it were my kid, I want us, I want them to be a patient in my practice. You know, sometimes I have to remind our team, I can, listen, you guys are the best around. You guys are the best around. And for people that come in with a problem, I don't think there's anyone more well-equipped to solve it than we are. But it goes back to understanding of what we're doing. We don't need to make this patient aware that they have pain. They already know that. We need to help make this patient aware of what are the other problems that are existing that caused the back pain in the first place. And so for me the business lesson here is the brilliance, the brilliance of looking at your customer and making them aware of a new set of problems that they didn't even know existed. And once you can do that, your job is just to solve those problems that you found and created that go well beyond whatever they came in with. Now, the follow up to the story, as always happens, we open these box of toys for Layla, and I go upstairs to, I don't even know, and I come back down, and all the toys are out of the box. And guess what? Layla is most entertained by. Yep, you guessed it the box. And so if anybody thinks that buying any of these toys actually helps the kid, you are crazy. Because at the end of the day, they just want to play with the box anyway. Now, that's neither here nor there. And I'm sure in a month or two, we will get another box of toys that we won't use. And Layla will play with the box again. And I will probably be on the podcast ranting again about us not using the toys that were bought for the reason they were bought. Anyhow, I hope you all enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, The Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you.